exciting options for your next project. Whether you need help with customized color matching or choosing the right product, we're here to help. Great paint, great store. The Sheridan Commercial Company at 303 Broadway. Open seven days a week. Staying on top of your tax and accounting records doesn't have to be a struggle. I'm Patrick Sucker. Parker Mellinger has been providing professional solutions and outstanding value for over 30 years. Whether you're interested in QuickBooks consulting, monthly accounting, payroll preparation, or tax preparation, Parker Mellinger is the solution for your tax and accounting needs. Call us today. Your initial consultation is always free at Harker Mellinger, 1811 South Sheridan Avenue in Sheridan. This is Ken here at Prime Rate Motors. We understand everybody's situation is different. Not everyone that comes to Prime Rate Motors is looking for a new vehicle. We also sell and install GR brand flatbed conversions and Krogman bale feeders. Looking for a trailer? We offer a complete line of GR, Wilson, Merritt, flatbeds, stock trailers, even tandem axle enclosed cargo trailers. Stop in, let's work something out. Here at Prime Rate Motors, the Super Trailer Store, or PrimeRateMotors.com. On Saturday, January 28th, join the Wild Theater for a special musical collaboration unlike anything else. American Music Masters, Sam Bush, Mike Marshall, and Edgar Meyer get together with George Meyer on the Wild Stage. The amazing blend of bluegrass and mandolin sounds with classical violin will make an evening of acoustic music that's in a class of its own. Don't miss this incredible concert with Bush, Marshall, Meyer & Meyer, one night only, Saturday, January 28th, 7 p.m. at the Wild Theater. Get your tickets today at the Wild Theater box office or online at wildtheater.com. Delicious McDonald's deals are now more fun, more accessible, and better than ever through the McDonald's mobile app. The app is now the only place you can earn My McDonald's reward points on every McDelivery order. Plus, you can get those free McDonald's rewards you earn delivered, too. Just order, relax, and enjoy. McDonald's will bring your faves to you. Just go to the Google Play or Apple App Store and download the new McDonald's mobile app and start saving. Download it now. McDonald's shared in Buffalo and Gillette. You opened your account with your local Sunlight Federal Credit Union, but maybe you find yourself on vacation or going to college or a moving away and you wonder how will you access your account well don't worry it has never been easier you can access your account at more than 5,000 co-op shared branch locations in all 50 states just like you were at your home credit union to find the nearest branch visit coopsharedbranch.org sunlight federal credit union banking done local no matter where you are sunlight federal credit union member ncua an equal housing lender building a brighter future together this is public pulse your information and conversation program Brought to you by First Federal Bank and Trust. You can voice your opinion by calling 672-KROE. That's 672-5763. Now, your host for Public Pulse, Floyd Whitey. Good morning and welcome to Public Pulse. Now this morning I am joined by the Chief 
of the Sheridan Police Department, Travis Koltiska, and Captain Tom Ringley. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning, Floyd. Now, uh, I was away last time you guys were on the show, so I will ask, how was your holidays? I'll start with you, Chief. I had a fantastic one. I was able to take the family on a little vacation. Oh, so, nice. Uh, went to some warmer weather for a short period of time, um, but it was great. Spending time with the family. Had a, had a wonderful holiday season. Thank you. Ocean? Yes. Oh, Both Mexico. So yeah, nice. Fantastic. I've never been able to swim in the ocean. I've, I've flown over a few of them, but uh, I did get an opportunity when I was in Qatar, but I passed. Uh, I decided to go golfing on, a, on an actual course uh, for the, the big wigs. Tiger, Tiger Woods was supposed to be there the next week. We made so many divots, I thought they were going to kick us off. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Captain? They, they were good. We were able to get all of our uh, officers and dispatchers to a little bit extra time off so they could uh, spend time with their families. Um, the uh, public did a great job, as we talked about last time. I think we had one DUI on New Year's Eve. Oh, that's fantastic. And that, that yeah. was good. So that means the community enjoyed the holidays in a responsible and fun manner. So uh, overall, it was great. And you know, Chief, you and I have talked about this. Uh, Captain, you as well. All of us have talked about this so much, that drunk driving is the, uh, and, and you said it best, the number one preventable threat to our community uh it's absolutely preventable uh but it is even more threatening than than like theft or or anything else it, it's just more prevalent and it's one of those things that it, it, it poses a, a serious safety risk to not only the person who is driving that vehicle but uh, you know the innocence around it so it's it's all encompassing on on who it affects and 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 those tragic accidents that occur because of a, a drunk driving accident have far-reaching effects. The ripple effects to throughout communities oftentimes are tragic, and and as you said, it's preventable. We we've worked so hard to provide avenues and and ways for people that overindulge, rather purposely or accidentally overindulge, providing them ways to get home safely without having to get behind the wheel of a vehicle. It's a cogn- It's a choice that it we're is. making, and we're we still work hard day in and day out to try to affect that choice that people make to make the right choice and to, and to find alternate w- ways to get home. Captain, you and I have been talking about this for a number of years now. The number of DUIs was lower last year than, than in many previous years. Yes. What would you, uh, what would you say caused that drop? Um, it's a variety of reasons. One is I, I, I do think that the, our community's doing, making a, conscious effort to drive, get home safely. Yeah. Um, also, um, our, our staffing is, um, a little bit low. We, we are missing a couple officers off the street there. We have their replacements in background right now, but even two officers at 10 to 25 DUIs a year, it's probably roughly the average. So there's wow. 30 to 50 DUIs, um, uh, that we're not, uh, making. Um, but I'd like to think it's, Primarily, the community is, is doing doing a. They're stepping job. up. Yeah, yeah. and the, the reason we know this is because it seems like our, the um, average uh, uh, alcohol concentration is going up. Oh really? Um, it, it's not. We're not arresting people on the margins at 0.08, 0.09. Where our average is usually, and we haven't looked at this year yet, um, about a one five to one seven. So we're, we're arresting people at twice the, My twice the limit, goodness. and it's um. So there's fewer people consuming that much. Yeah, yeah, and but they are, boy, they're consuming a lot, though. And, yeah. and if they are, then they're making good decisions to get home. 
whether it's with the free rides or designated driver or, or walking home. Well, I'll tell you what, well done, Sheridan. Yeah. Well done to the folks who make that decision. It is a conscious choice, as the yeah. chief and, said. And, and one thing we also look at is sales and use tax for alcohol, which is continuously rising, but it doesn't look like our DUIs are rising proportionately. Um, in wow. fact, it seems like they're dropping. So that's another indication that the people in our community are doing a good job. You know, and I think uh, the partnerships that we've made with the liquor dealers over the years, too, I mean, the, the bar owners and the employees are a lot more aware of the problem and are partnering with us to combat it as well. So kudos to them for the work that they've done and, and making sure, you know, offering those those rides home, the, the Safe Rides program and some of those things and participate in that program. It's a that's a big help. And we, you know, we need their partnership in that as well. Now, I understand, <clears throat> excuse me, the, the business owners and the servers, I get that they're they're very conscious of, of trying to remove this risk from from our streets. But also, if we look at it economically, if one of my patrons were to get so drunk that they go make that choice to go outside and I don't prevent them from doing that, they jump in the car and they take off, they get a DUI or they get an accident, I'm losing a customer there and maybe even a friend. You mm-hmm. know, uh, Some of these folks, I, I tended bar for a long time. I had regulars. I developed relationships with these individuals. And uh, I was always worried about getting them home. And where I was actually tending bar... Uh, we kind of had like a free rides home program. And so I was more than happy. Let me call somebody for you. Uh, you know, it was my pleasure. Thanks for asking. I'll do it for you right now. You know, and so servers, uh, you're the front line. Um, business owners, you are the front line to stopping this. Just let them know that you can help them out. Now, uh, the Sheridan Police Department will be testing for new officers tomorrow. Yes. This is fantastic. How, how often do these tests take place? We test um, at a minimum on the, if we have applications on the third Thursday of every month. Um, or if we have someone that can't make a third Thursday, then we test them um, whenever they can make it. Uh, um, a, a lot of agencies test once a year and wow. one, every two years. And to me, that, that's nonsensical if you maintain a list. Um, we prefer to get people on board as soon as possible and get them through backgrounds as soon as possible. So it's easier to process two people through backgrounds than five. Yeah. I, I was hired with four other people. Oh, wow. Um, and um, it, it, it took, it seemed like it took forever to get the backgrounds done, but we also wanted to um, get people into town when they can make it. Cause we seem that if we can actually get people to Sheridan, then they often have trouble leaving. Yeah. Um, or, or they, <laughs> yeah. Or they may leave and go home, but they, they, they tend to come back. And they just think um, about those mountains and yeah. the city yeah. and yeah. And you know, it's a, the, the actual testing process is only a day, which is fairly u- unique. Some places it's, it's two to three to four days. Wow. Um, and then there's a follow-up day where successful um, candidates who have tested the, the three testing um, events sit down with a background investigator and to get that ball rolling. Now, what number of applications do I need to go ahead with testing? If I've got one or two, do we test? We will. Yep. We yeah. Test wow. Yeah, okay. Absolutely. Fantastic. I mean, it's, it's important to get our staffing levels where we need to be. And, and also if we, we don't want to miss out on having good uh, candidates that if you wait six months, they may find a job elsewhere. And if it's a good yeah. candidate, we want to get that, so to speak, get our hooks into them as soon as we can, so to speak. So yeah, it's it, it's it's important for us staffing that, and we'll donate. We'll I don't want to say donate. We'll dedicate the time to ensuring that we find quality candidates for the police department and get them on board. 
Now, for those taking this test, is this step one, or have they already been evaluated in some other way by the time I oh, sit down at the desk? It's a constant evaluation. Some of it informal. For instance, if we see an application, um, and to me, an application is indicative of a future work product. If it's yeah. If I can't read it, it's typed in, we've got some typing about a three font or it's incomplete, then that's going to really make me pay a lot of attention to certain questions in the testing process. A three and, font, you need a magnifying glass. And on the flip glass. side, <laughs> if, if it's neat and complete and there's a there's an essay portion and a, a well thought out essay that, where people actually break paragraphs, then that, that tends <laughs> to impress me. Um, so, and also um, there are some uh, rejection criteria within the, within the um that we we can look at within the back uh, the uh, application so right so, away such as, uh driving record drug use uh criminal history yeah yeah so right away you yeah. can be eliminated just by filling it out being honest yes because yeah. uh i'll tell you what you guys are going to find it well if for, they're not and, and you bring that up being honest and that's probably the number one thing that will disqualify somebody from a, a job with our agency even if they do the initial process as well. They do well-written tests, the interview, and the physical. If we find where they were dishonest with us through the background investigation, they are eliminated immediately. Done and done. It's not, we always say, it's not what you did necessarily, uh, with within limits, there are that, but it's what you don't tell us that we have to find out. Yeah. You know, and if you if you had a police contact when you were 19 or 20 or you did, you know, these things, tell us. Let us know that. And, and not telling us will... Is, is a sign of your lack of integrity and lack of honesty, and we can't have that on our department. You know, I took a, uh, a secret clearance uh, check years ago, years and years ago. And uh, while I was taking it, you were only supposed to uh, give information, I think, for the last decade. Well, they went back even farther and were asking me questions about 15, 20 years ago. And I was like, wow, you know. <laughs> now, when it, when it comes to background checks like that, how deep do we dive here? It, it's deep. It, if practical and within our budget, we, we have to go so far as to make home visits. Um, we, we've gone as far as the Denver area just, just to see how people live. That's yeah. another um, indi a potential indicator of their future performance. If, if they can't take care of themselves, how are they going to take care of our community? Um, we talked to past employers. We've talked to more than a um, few employers to where they indicated that uh, performance was poor. Yeah. Um, or on the other hand, performance is outstanding. Um, l luckily for us, most of the employers we talk to have, have praise for their the, the people that are coming to us. Um, it's important that one can has a good credit history. Right. Yeah. And I know there's a little bit of controversy with credit checks and uh, police backgrounds lately, but for us it's work because once again, not only are we exposed to often huge sums of money in, in cash and drugs and valuable stuff. Um, once again, it's an indicate, can you take care of your own business? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, that was one thing that, uh, during that clearance thing that I thought about was, well, bribes, there yeah. are a real threat and, and especially in the force, uh, it's all throughout the United States. And so we just eliminate that possibility right off the bat. Yes. Um, now when I go in to take that test, I sit down, how long am I going to be there? Well, th the first thing you're going to do is you don't get to sit down. You get to do push up, sit ups in a moment. <laughs> <laughs> get, get to. <laughs> yes. We, 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 allow you to do that. Um, 
And those are with the uh, state uh, post standards. That generally takes an hour. We generally, the college is kind enough to let us use the dome. Oh, in, in inclement weather. So it's um, a great, it's a great environment to do it. And they, they, they pass those standards. Um, then they move on to the written test, which is an online test. People are generally finished by lunchtime. Um, we give uh, candidates time to decompress. And our first interview is usually about 1.30. And those interviews take as long as it takes for the candidate to answer the questions. Um, yeah. We've been in there anywhere from 10 minutes to an hour. Um, wow. But it, it, it's, a, it's probably three hours of actual, four hours of actual work. Yeah. Count, yeah. Counting all, all the way through. Um, and we've, we, it's important to us that it's, we do complete it in a day because um, we, we're cognizant of people's work schedules and um, their time and expenses and coming to Sheridan as well. Yeah, exactly. And and like I said, you know, we get a lot of officers from out of town. Yes. And, and you know, heck, kind of like them to poke around town a little bit. Yes. To see, yeah. check out the city. We, we actually encourage that too. We Even though the process takes a day, we encourage them to, if they can, if their schedule will accommodate it, to take a little extra time, do a ride along with our agency during the testing process, visit the town, visit the community and, and evaluate it because as we tell them all the time, it's just as important it is for for them to feel like they're uh, a fit for, for the department, the department, or vice versa, for the department to feel like they're a good fit for us. They need to feel like this community is a fit for them. And yeah. so we really want that and we encourage that. So, but the, but the, if you just, you were on a short deadline, you could do it in a day. I spoke with a recruiter once, uh, for another service and I, he was a great recruiter and I asked him how he based who he chooses to really talk to. And he said, there are individuals who the service will improve them. And there's individuals who will improve the service. And he said, both of those individuals are worth my time. Yeah. And uh, you know, sometimes you get an individual who had no had no direction in life, and then all of a sudden they just find that service. They put that uniform on, and put that shield over their heart, and boy, they are ready to go. And, and, and that's the value in life experience. Um, when we have our interviews, we don't ask any police questions because you know, if I can learn them, anyone can. Um, yeah. <laughs> but what, what we're looking for is character, certain character traits. Um, that are bred from you almost always bred from life experience. We have some people um, to where they're they're young, but they they have those traits anyway. Yeah. Um, but life experience really pays off. So that's where um, having a solid work history or the military is beneficial or um, prior law enforcement. Um, two of our best hires we've made in the last probably ten years were our former detention officers. Yeah. We're, we're young, but they went and got the experience and, and then came to us. And they've seen it, uh, you know, yeah. they've probably seen people in their worst conditions. Yeah. And unfortunately, that's kind of part of your job. You're going to see someone on their worst day, uh, pretty much no matter what you do. Yeah. All right. I got to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to continue with our Sheridan Police Department. This is Public Pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM.
Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize this week's winner of $1,000 and a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media. As part of their community commitment, the Food Group is receiving these funds per random drawing. Could your organization be next? We're giving $1,000 to a qualified nonprofit organization every week. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment, member FDIC. Legacy Diamond and Gems is so thankful for your patronage in 2022, making it their most successful year ever. Striving for excellence at Legacy Diamond and Gems is always their top priority, and they are taking important steps this year to improve their overall efficiency and preparing for their complete store remodel. They are improving their service with new store hours, 9.30 a.m. to 5.30 p.m., Tuesday through Friday, and 9.30 a.m. to 4 p.m. on Saturday. Close Sundays and Mondays, Legacy Diamond and Gems, 11 North Main Street in downtown Sheridan. Well, Crackleton's is finally seeing that light at the end of the tunnel where we open back up. That small fire really had some big consequences. Anyway, the construction is very nearly completed, and Crackleton's is already gearing back up for our reopening. That said, we're looking for some front of house and kitchen staff to join our award-winning Brackleton staff. Stop in to apply. Just a couple more weeks, then it's good food is good mood time at Brackleton's Fine Food and Spirits, Main Street, downtown Sheridan. Remember when your mom used to say, don't break your arm, patting yourself on the back? Well, if you ignored her and broke your arm, then the Health Nut is the place for you to get all healthy again. Every inch of the Health Nut can make you feel better about yourself. The soup, sandwich, and deli bar, and smoothie so good you'll forget you even got a broke arm. Remember when your mom used to say you'd forget your head if it wasn't attached to your shoulders? Well, we can't fix that. But most everything else, at the Health Nut, on Sheridan's 5th Street. You deserve to hear better and live well. Hi, this is Elizabeth. And JT Kraft from Evia Hearing and Sound. With recent developments in over-the-counter hearing aids, we want to make sure you are cared for and have the information you deserve. FDA-approved OTCs are designed for adults with mild to moderate hearing loss. But how do you know if you fall into this range? We understand and can accommodate your desire to purchase a simple solution, but want you to know how important provider care is for your outcome. Where will you go if something fails? Can you adjust your devices if your hearing loss changes? We have amplified hearing protection and basic OTC devices starting at $399. But we also fit prescriptive hearing aids tailored to your loss, which may ultimately serve you best. And that is our goal. Funding and financing options are available. Visit us at 1273 Coffeen Avenue, online at ebiahearing.com. Check our ad in the Country Bounty or call 674-8920. That's 674-8920. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse, brought to you by our friends out there at First Federal Bank and Trust. I'm Floyd Whiting. I'm joined this morning by the Chief of the Sheridan Police Department, Travis Koltiska, and Captain of the Force, Tom Ringley. Now, if you've ever considered putting the uniform on and joining the team, tomorrow you will have the chance to test for that opportunity. But the test is only the beginning. There is also a physical fitness assessment, an oral board, and a two- to four-month pre-employment background investigation. Now, once we get through all of this, Chief, if we should make it through all of this, what happens next? So if, if once the background is completed by one of our background investigators and they give me the nod to say, yes, there's this looks like a viable candidate, we send them to uh, a polygraph examination. Um, we partner with Gillette Police Department. They have polygraph examiners over there, and they're very 
willing to help us out and, and conduct those polygraph examinations. There's a psychological evaluation, and that's a requirement of statute um, that, that they are to be um, all officers' detention are required to have psychological evaluations. I think even communications, maybe, upon initial employment. And a medical examination, which is essentially sports physical. Yeah. Um, once we get uh, the, that information back, you know, the, the psychologist we use is a, a psychologist out of Cheyenne that is specifically trained towards pre-employment, fitness for duty examinations for law enforcement in general. Because, you know, it's it's very specific to that. So, and uh, yeah, once that occurs, there's a there's an interview with me. Um, uh, and then we make an offer of employment, a formal offer of employment. So after they make it all the way through this, then you offer the job to them. Yeah, they're given a conditional offer at the onset, and the conditional officer offer says essentially pursuant to completion of these next steps because we have to have a conditional offer in place to ask some of the questions we ask through uh, through the rest of the process. Um, there are rules, federal rules, governing what we can and cannot ask candidates until an offer's been given. So it's called a conditional offer employment. Oh, wow. Once they get to me, um, it's a formal offer and a start date. And I, I basically, I sit down with them and I, I explain my philosophy and my expectations for people who come to work for us and, and what we, the things we look for, and the, te- the, the teamwork that's necessary, all the character, you know, characteristics of a good officer and, and sit down and outline the expectations of, of, the, of working and then we pick a date to start. And without getting too specific, because I don't want you to give away your secrets, but <laughs> But as as we're sitting there having this interview, are you looking for reactions? Are you, I mean, are you using your detective mind to kind of see the way that I react to certain key words or phrases? Or? Well, somewhat, but I have extreme confidence in my background investigators, and they've, if there's indicators, most often than not, they've caught them by They've that already point. been hit. Yeah, yeah I, I, at the point they get to me, they've been through that two to four month process. It's very extensive. It's routine contacts with our, my background investigators, um, and and I trust their judgment one hundred percent. That and but you know, I, I haven't had it happen to me, but I mean, I can see it if I if I get a, a really uh, obvious reaction to a question when I'm talking about characteristics, and they're no secrets. I just talk about the need for teamwork, the need for honesty and integrity, uh, you know, the need for for being able to solve problems. I always I talk about them. They're no secrets, you know. When yeah, when I say what's characteristics of a good individual. People can run those through their minds, and those are some of the things that they think about, trustworthiness, all those kind of things. And, uh, you know, and talk about the philosophy of the department, about that service mindset, helping our community, and, and why we do our job day in and day out. Um, I I don't suspect I'll get a reaction because, like I said, that point's already been passed. By the time they get to you, they've already demonstrated uh, probably in abundance these characteristics. Mm-hmm. And Captain, do you ever sit down with them and, and kind of go over as kind of the captain of the force? I mean, uh, the chief is in charge. You're the you're the one on boots on the ground. Um, I review the background. L- Lieutenant Hill is um, in charge of the actual background investigations. Um, they're generally uh, completed by detectives. Every once in a while, I'll complete a background depending on how busy everyone is. But my role is to review the background for completeness and, and accuracy and to see if there are any questions I want followed up. Um, once again, I've, I've already interviewed these uh, candidates. I've, I've participated in the oral board. So I've got a pretty good grasp on who they are and what they're about. So I just make sure um, there are no uh, questions that I have left unanswered. And 
there are very, very few, if any. Yeah. Uh, Corporal Rogers, Lieutenant Hill, and uh, are, are very, very good at, at doing these backgrounds. And by the time it hits you, all the T's are crossed, yes. the I's are dotted, you're basically kind of reviewing work, which is the job yeah. I mean, of our, a leader. Our, our standard for work product is that it only needs supervisor review. Um, so then that, that's what I get, especially from our detectives. Yeah. You know, I, I will admit I had a rough time once I got into a leadership position in the military of having that individual over top of me. You know, well, why are you going and asking my soldiers if this is done when you know I've done it? Well, it's because it was his job. You know, it's still his squad. So him checking on everybody doesn't mean that he's, you know, making some sort of micromanaging judgment over top of everything. Well, also the, 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 the value in the chief meeting to us is like, hey, this is the chief. Yeah. Th- th- this is yeah. serious. This is a grown-up profession. And this is the, the, the where we, the chief underlines everything we've been telling them yep. um, during the, the prior two to four months. And now um, you get yeah. to go to the head office. Yeah, yeah. and, and you're, you're hearing it from, from the mouth itself. Um, so that, that it's a serious meeting. It's not a formality. Um, there is kind of a weird tipping point to where um, right after that, we almost say our, our goal in backgrounds is to wash the, the right people that need washing. But after that, it's a retention process. Um, there's a huge fallacy when we were new that the field training program was designed to wash people, which is complete yeah. nonsense. <laughs> um, at this point, we're training. It's all about training and retention and, and keeping these people we've identified as the right people. Yeah, It's not a rite of passage. It's training and education. You know, and that's something that we haven't discussed a whole lot, is, and, and that's retention. Yes. That can be quite the challenge in this day and age. I'm sure a lot of cities out there are looking for good quality officers. And and uh, I, I don't want to think that it happens, but I'm sure it does. A little bit of farming. Uh, it does happen. And, and, you know, one of the things that's occurred in the state of Wyoming is insurance, or not insurance, excuse me, retirement is all consolidated. So your retirement is completely portable. If an officer, sworn officer, wants to go to another jurisdiction, they, can, they don't have to worry about losing that investment of the retirement that they put in for three, five, eight years. They can go to that next agency and and, and take that retirement with them because it's all in the state system. Yeah. Uh, there is a little bit of that that goes on. Um, you know, the sheriff and I actually had a conversation just the other day about that, and, and we are on the same team, and we both have the same philosophy that, we, you know, we're not going to try to recruit across the aisle and across the board because we're servicing the same community. We're in the same boat. And so we needed to work together to try to draw our candidates from from other places and, and do the best we can to work together on that. But it does happen, and we know it's going to happen, and, and it's not, not much you can really no, do. No, there's not much yeah. you can really do. Sometimes people just need to, you know, something. Sh- I, I came from another agency when I came to this. Isn't Sheridan wasn't my first career. It's my home, and it was always my goal to get back here. Um, but, uh, you know, so there's that we have many officers who um, have worked at different um, agencies out of state, um, mostly out of state. If I think now, that I think about it, but uh, and have wanted to come to a better quality of life, and we provide that for them. But retention is huge, and, and doing what we can, we we make a huge investment in people, and and that's part of a, the, the philosophy that we have too. Is we we do when we sit down with them, we, is we have goal settings and like kind of a career path, and we show them here's where we're going to take you in your career, and and to set them up to accomplish the goals that they may have. Personally, at the time when they start in law enforcement, do they want to specialize in an instructor field of some sort, whether it's custody control, which 
I always shake my head if they want to be custom control instructors. Yeah, it's because it's hard. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's no. A, that's a 20-year thing right there. Yeah. You, you don't want right. to go down that line. I, I, yeah, from, I can't do any more front falls. But no, but if they want to, you know, are, are they interested in detectives down the road? What can we do? What training and what can we provide you to set you up for success? Yeah. That's what we're all about. Yeah, and, and you meet your goals. You want to stick with the organization that helped you get to that point. And as you said, this is an investment. And, We're and, investing a lot of time and money in it. It's also how we stay competitive in, in, in retention is we will, people can make whatever they want to out of their career here. They can come um, be a fantastic patrolman for 20 years with, and, and retire, or you can come be a fantastic patrolman, or you, you, you can pursue any interests that you identify. Um, for instance, as our uh, detection dogs was a need that an officer identified. The chief of police didn't identify it that um, about eight years ago. So that a, 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 a sergeant actually did and developed um, a whole project and wrote it up and got it approved. And we have two dogs now. That's um, amazing. So sometimes yeah. we, especially we don't know what we don't know we need until someone, someone out on the street tells us, Hey, we're missing this. It's something we may not see. So people can really write their own, their own ticket here um, in regards to career development. There are some hard requirements that we have. Like we required, um, Starting to go to uh, leading police organizations training as soon as it's available. Um, there's some formal steps that we have, but otherwise people can uh, pursue their interests if they if they're aligned with art with the needs of the department in the city. And that really creates uh, like a sense of ownership, doesn't it? Absolutely. You know, when I'm the one who helped develop this this dog program, uh, boy, you're going to take pride in that, and you're going to stick around because. Uh, you know, you're not going to get that opportunity. And I don't know for sure, but I would imagine you're not going to get that opportunity yeah, in a the, much larger metropolitan the, area. The, the most current example is um, us and the Sheriff and Police Department and Sheriff Dominguez's uh, Sheriff's Office are developing a unified approach to critical incidents. We, oh, wow. we There are two very similar right ways to do it, but line-level officers are developing this. And... Um, a representative from uh, the local DCI office, they're, they're developing it from the ground up. And it's all based on training and experience. We're not making stuff up, but that's all led from the line level. That's amazing. And it was a need identified at the line level as well. And it's extremely important to the community. Um, and th th with the end stake of we can show up at a critical incident with deputies and officers mixed in, and we will know exactly what everyone's going to do. And we're going to do it, to, uh, take care of a problem the same way. Just like water, just coming together to yes. make one big team, and we all know what has to be done. That's amazing. Uh, I, I've had some other stuff to talk with you about, but I've run out of time. Chief, Captain, thank you both Thanks so much for coming in. Thank you, Floyd. One more time, where is this uh, testing going to take place? It Captain? will take place at the Sheridan Police Department. Um, if anybody has any it's too late to test tomorrow, probably. Um, but give me a call, 672-2413, and I'll be happy to answer any questions. Fantastic. Thank you, gentlemen. All right, when we return, we're going to speak with the mayor of Buffalo, Shane Schrader. This is Public Pulse on 930 KROE at 103.9 FM. Share. First Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize this week's winner of $1,000 and a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media. As part of their community commitment, the Food Group is receiving these funds per random drawing. Could your organization be next? We're giving $1,000 to a qualified nonprofit organization every week. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment, member FDIC.
Are you ready for the spring semester to begin? Drop by Sheridan College's main campus or the Bomber Mountain Civic Center in Buffalo for Walk-In Wednesday on January 18th from 3 to 7 p.m. No appointment necessary. Meet with admissions, financial aid, and academic counselors to plan the next steps of your education. Individual appointments are also available. Visit Sheridan.edu for more information. Register now. Spring classes begin January 23rd. Sheridan College, begin your journey. The owners and staff at Kane's Funeral Home would like to thank the families of Sheridan and Johnson Counties for choosing Kane's and allowing them to serve you during these hard times. Kane Funeral Home makes it their mission to take the stress and uncertainty out of ceremonial services. They own and operate the only crematory in Sheridan County, so your loved one is always in their care. Kane's Funeral Home. Call 673-5837 or visit them online at canefuneral.com. Face it, you don't want to do your own plumbing and heating work or repair. You need a professional, and that is exactly what you will get if you work with RAP Plumbing and Heating. Being fully licensed, bonded, and insured, you can rest assured that they will take care of your repairs and maintenance in the very best way possible. Call RAP Plumbing and Heating at 429-1196 and rest easy knowing it'll be done right. This is Dan Rapp with Rapp Plumbing and Heating. And as we like to say, if you find a leak, let me take a peek. I'm with Candace Crane from Sheridan Honda and Power Sports. Tommy, hi. Listen, I know you like to be stylish, but the neon colors from the 90s are just not in anymore. It's time to upgrade your snowmobile gear. Okay, you gonna hook me up? Of course. We have mono suits, bibs, coats, beanies, base layers, goggles, helmets, and it's all 25% off. Wow, what a deal. And not only that, but all manufacturer accessories are 10% off. So if you've been wanting to make your side-by-side street legal or add to it, now's the time. Shop the great deals today at Sheridan Honda and Power Sports. Floyd Whiting. For the second part of our show this morning, I am joined by the mayor of Buffalo, Mr. Shane Schrader. Good morning, Mr. Mayor. Good morning. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing fantastic, sir. How are things going on over there in Buffalo this month? Oh, it's a bright, sunny morning, and, you know, they'll skip the snow, but, hey, it's January. We'll take it. <laughs> yeah, sun in January is a good good time. Now, uh, how, how were your holidays, sir? I haven't had a chance to talk to you in a while. My holidays were good. Spent it with family and some friends, and, you know, that's what it's all about, and we had a good time, and made memories and you know had some really good food which kind of went against my diet but oh well <laughs> that's usually no I calories think, at the holidays right that's right i i think i actually put on about uh probably i'd say probably five six pounds this year uh over the holiday season oh like you have to worry about five or six pounds <laughs> <laughs> sir uh at your most recent meeting uh, the Buffalo City Council actually passed Ordinance Number 1413 on first reading. The ordinance amends Chapter 16 of City Code under the offenses concerning, concerning contact with wildlife in the city. Now, I live in Buffalo. I've got deer who come into the yard every year, mm-hmm. feed off the lawn. They don't bother me. I don't bother them. I also get a lot of turkeys, and that's what this is concerning, isn't it, sir? Operation Gobble Gobble, yes. <laughs> so it's, it's turkeys. And, you know, what it what it pertains to is um, there's been a lot of concerns. Uh, 
not only brought to the city offices but to the county offices about the uh, flocks of turkeys and the gathering of turkeys and primarily you know the the dangers that it causes and you know the when you eat it has to go somewhere and it usually ends up on people's sidewalks and lawns and then their pets eat it and their pets get sick and you know it's just they're they're wild animals or wild game birds and don't feed the wild animals I yeah mean, that's what it's come down to so this is essentially what this ordinance is going to basically say it, don't feed those turkeys correct okay so that, I you mean, know we want the turkey we want the turkeys to go back into their natural habitat and do what turkeys are supposed to do yeah yeah and you know with the threat of avian flu uh kind of resurfacing throughout the state i can totally understand that concern has that been brought forward mm-hmm. uh, has that been brought forward? Yeah. Is that what you was asking? Yes, sir. Yes, uh, that was one of the concerns. And, you know, uh, if you want to double down on that one, go to the grocery store and buy a dozen eggs. Yeah. Um, you know, a dozen eggs are, what, 6 $7 a dozen now in a lot of places. And so there's that. And, you know, you get those animals back out in the wild, they're spread out a little bit more, and it's more difficult for that that little flu bug uh, to to get spread, where if they're in a big flock, then it just spreads, and you know a lot of people have chickens too. So yeah, absolutely, I can completely understand this ordinance. It's passed on first reading. It's got two more readings. Have there been any objections to this ordinance brought to the city council? Uh, not to the city council, but I do have a neighbor that let me know unequivocally what she thought of our idea. <laughs> I imagine yeah, it wasn't you know, exactly positive. Uh, depending on which side of the turkey argument, <laughs> you're on. but um, she let me know she did not agree with our decision. I'll put it that way. Yeah, yeah. Now, uh, applications. As, I'm going to switch gears on you here real fast. Applications for the 2023-24 Johnson County City of Buffalo one percent funds are being taken until mm-hmm. 5 p.m. on Tuesday, February 28th. Sir, these are very important monies. Could you tell us what these 1% monies fund for the city of Buffalo? Well, they fund, um, I think the proper way to word it is um, agencies that help the community that aren't directly funded by city or county. So that would be chambers, um, any type of organization that would would help the community. And, you know, last year, I think the city put in $165,000. I think the county matched at $165,000. So that's $330,000 that we can give back out to the community on that, on that fifth penny tax. Um, so it helps a lot of folks. Um, you know, CASA's one, uh, Center for Families, um, crisis shelters, all those types of groups can can get this money to help operate throughout the year. Now, are there any uh, key requirements that some of these organizations have to meet before they're eligible for these types of funds? Well, I think they have to, it has to give back to the community in some, some way, shape, or form uh, in, a, in a beneficial way. Um, I don't believe that you can use it for operational expenses such as wages or that type of thing. I think it has to go to 
equipment, training, you know, other types of programs that you may have. Like a one-time purchase type of deal. Yeah. Um, for example, and then you fill out your application, and it goes to what we refer to as the 1% Committee, which is a volunteer group of folks from both that are suggested by the, the county and by the city, and they sit down and they review them, and they are an advisory board to the to the city and the, or excuse me, to the council and the commission. And, you know, they recommend what dollars get funded and how much amount to each group. And then the final decision comes down to us, the elected officials, to to decide where it goes from there. Now, I've uh, I've witnessed this process, I think, uh, on two separate occasions when I was working over there in Buffalo. This is a long process. Uh, you know, some of these discussions on where this money should go can last pretty long, can't they? Yes. Um, and it's a board I would, you know, encourage people to be on um, because it does – if you're not familiar with a lot of these organizations and what these organizations do, it helps you to understand why they're important to the community and why these dollars are important to go to them to keep their organizations going. So if you want to be on a board, talk to um, City Hall and we can get you on um, that board. But it just helps. And so a lot of times you have new board members and they have to understand, what the, again, what the group is what their functions are, how it benefits the community. And then you have to make the tough decisions of the recommendations of this much needs to go here and this much needs to go there. So there are some very long, drawn-out, um, lengthy discussions that are well needed. Yeah, yeah, and, and should be had. Now, sir, as as mayor, your role, uh, kind of the tie breaking vote is is that still kind of your role as you go forward uh, with the one percent committee and and the elected officials make that vote correct and you know that all comes down to being part of the the our budget discussions as well so as we go into budget season which are always fun and enjoyable um <laughs> You know, the, all that's discussed, and we even discuss how much money we're going to allocate out. So there are lots of decisions that go on, and, you know, um, our new councilman served on that 1% committee for several years before coming on to council, so he'll have a, a broader insight. And, you know, with our new councilwoman, you know, it's a fresh set of eyes coming in that can look at things a little bit differently than those of us that have sat there for multiple years and yeah. And, see, and see them come through. Now, uh, when it comes to the budget season, um, is everybody kind of getting geared up? or department heads starting to uh, write things down and get their uh, packets ready? Oh, absolutely. They've they've already been hinted by me that it's coming in to be ready. And you know, we have some new or one new department head for sure. To I uh, think our our inspector planning and inspection went through the process last year. So he's a little bit more seasoned. Uh, you know, our chief will be, be a new one coming into the budget season. He got a little bit of taste of it last year, but it'll be good. But, you know, I have to say with our department heads that they communicate daily, if not weekly with, with the clerk treasurer and everybody knows where their budgets are at. And they're very well versed on, on increasing prices throughout the year and what they need to 
what they need and what they need to ask for. So they're geared up all year long on, on working on their budgets, and it's just crunch time you know, when it comes down to the final the final moments absolutely I'm, I'm sure you know it's probably nobody's favorite time of year but the fact of the matter is this is such a vital process uh and and you guys are very very lucky over there you've got julie silbernagel who uh is is a fine oh. fine cpa um you know she taught me more about finance than i think school ever did i i will always say i may be the mayor but she's the boss <laughs> <laughs> absolutely she knows it's the way it should be. Um, mayors come and go, but she's been there for for years. So, yeah, she she knows the inner workings of that city like nobody else. And those department heads, I will also say that working with the department heads over in Buffalo was a pleasure. Uh, you know, it's a pleasure working with professionals and individuals who know what they're talking about. I'm lucky in Buffalo, and I'm very lucky here as well. So I want to congratulate all of the department heads within both cities for everything that they do. You're really helping to keep the cities moving forward. Now, uh, speaking of moving forward, I only got a couple minutes left, but I do want to talk about the awarding of a liquor license by governing bodies is always under a microscope. There's such a limited number of these. Recently, Buffalo City Council voted to continue a decision to award an available bar and grill liquor license. I think those are even fewer than the other ones. Uh, is this a this this is a different type of license than the typical ones, isn't it? It is. Um, you know, it gets into this whole wonky percentage of food versus alcohol sales and all that sort of mind-boggling stuff. Um, part of the continuation was because, uh, if you look at the legislature, there's several uh, bills moving forward that could make things a lot easier to get uh, those licenses. You know, because right now there's one, two, I think three people applying for the one license. And, um, you know, the establishments need to be ready. They need to move in. And so part of the continuation was waiting till all the applicants were ready to sit down and talk with the council and also to see what the legislature does this year on those other liquor changes. Yeah, the law may be changed before we know it. Correct. Well, Mr. Mayor, I want to thank you so much for calling in and visiting with us today. It's good to hear your voice, sir. Good to hear yours. You know, we live in... I think we live on the same street, and we don't hardly see each other. <laughs> we never get to see each other. I'm a bit of a homebody. You live at one end, I live at the other. But <laughs> All right, sir, thank you so much. You've been listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE at 103.9 FM. Share it. First Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize this week's winner of $1,000 and a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media. As part of their community commitment, the Food Group is receiving these funds per random drawing. Could your organization be next? We're giving $1,000 to a qualified nonprofit organization every week. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment, member FDIC.
Have you been online to the Sheridan Commercial Company Office Supply website? Hi, Kurt Smith here for the Sheridan Commercial Company. SheridanCommercial.com will allow you to explore and compare prices with other national brands. We offer delivery or in-store pickup. Over 41,000 items are available by going online at SheridanCommercial.com. That's SheridanCommercial.com. Plus, we carry a line of supplies in our store for your everyday needs. The Sheridan Commercial Company, Office Supply Department at 303 Broadway. Open seven days a week. Start the new year off right with a brand new mattress from Moss Holders. Right now, every single Serta, Simmons, and Beautyrest mattress is on sale. Moss Holders has 19 models to choose from, so you can find the mattress that best fits your body, your sleep style, and your budget. Whether you prefer super firm, incredibly soft, or somewhere in between, Moss Holders has a mattress that will help you sleep better through the night. Improve your mornings in 2023 with a better night's sleep. That's Moss Holders Mattress Sale, going on now. Moss Holders, furniture is our passion. You know that old saying that a bulldog can whip a skunk, but nine times out of ten, it's just not worth it? Well, that goes for trying to maintain your own 4x4s, side-by-sides, or snow machines. Because you don't do it. And if you do do it, you don't do it right. You need to get that machine to hand those sales and service on Sheridan's Heartland Drive. That's right, experience is a wonderful thing. It enables you to recognize a mistake when you do it again. You got to get that machine tuned up at Handos, sales and service today. Once again, the Wild Theater brings Western movies back to the big screen. Western movies complete with free popcorn at 2 p.m. Sunday, featuring a hand-picked classic Western presented by a celebrity host. This Sunday, we have Longmire's Craig Johnson presenting One-Eyed Jacks. Marlon Brando stars and directs what is considered the genesis of the spaghetti western genre, complete with Mexican serape. Brando is Rio the Bandit, escaped from a Mexican prison and on a revenge ride to get his share of the loot that put him in the calaboose. A truly entertaining performance by Brando and a not-to-be-missed cantina drinking contest. Marlon Brando in a must-see western, One-Eyed Jacks, this Sunday, Wyo Theater, 2 p.m. Sponsored by Jeff Ware and Carmel Timmons, Jim and Angie Navarro, Neil Ranch, Letterbuck Car Wash, Christine Gemp Love Foundation, True Built Builders, Mickey and Kathy McNichol, Vacutech, Gene and Vicki Sterling, and John and Helen Isley Family Foundation. This Sunday, 2 p.m. at the Wyo Theater. The Wyo Theater presents National Theater Live's production of Book of Dust, Thursday, January 26th at 6 p.m. This gripping adaptation revisits Philip Pullman's fantastical world in which waters are rising and storms are brewing. Two young people and their demons find themselves at the center of a terrifying manhunt. And as the waters rise around them, powerful adversaries conspire for mastery of dust. Tickets for Book of Dust are available online now at yotheater.com. From the Wyoming Corporate Office Studio on 103.9 FM and News Talk 930. K-R-O-B.